It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So let's start the show! Good morning! Good morning! How did you sleep? I... Oh man, I have been sleeping so well lately because you got your new mask. <laughs> I was gonna say your new Casper mattress. Well, but it's I, a purple. No, it's a Casper. Oh, it's a Casper. Um, and I, I, I've had it for about a year now. Your, your I new finally Masper paid it mattress. off. Yes. Yeah. I finally paid off the mattress, but my parents, um, as a birthday gift, got me new sheets. Oh. And they make such a difference. Oh yeah, you get that high thread count, and it's like you're swimming in in deluxe in sleep. Yeah. yeah, you're swimming in, in cotton. cotton. It's, it's it's exactly what it's it is. Beautiful. Just some cotton swimming. And I just changed over to my uh, winter comforter. Yeah, it's uh it's really great. I slept great. Thank you for asking. How about how did you sleep? You know what? I'm not sleeping great. I'm sorry. This sounds like an advertisement. It sounds like we're in like Casper. This show. Come the fuck through. Yes, please. This show not brought to you by Casper. Um, uh, I have been kind of a dummy dum dum, and I haven't been planning when to go to bed. Mm. And I'm now realizing that the difference between 11.30 and midnight, when I have to wake up at 7.30 or 8, makes a huge fucking difference. Yep. I didn't realize... Oh. <laughs> uh, there was some sort of kabang outside. Yeah, this kabang! crash bang is not where you are. No, no, this crash bang is not where you are. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just not... Um, I don't know, being very good about that. But I'm also kind of mad at myself, right? I've been talking about this with a few people. I am overscheduled, and it's my fucking fault. Okay. I keep planning too much stuff into one day. First off, I'm working more hours, which is what I expected, and I'm trying to fit in, you know, therapy and voice lessons and a thousand other fucking things, and then all of my friends are like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, well, I want a social life. I want to see those people, so I keep pushing everything yep. and pushing it with my yep. hands yep. into Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm like, you know what? This weekend was not restful. People are like, how was your weekend? And I was like, it sucks. Busy. Yeah. This is the fucking worst. And I'm doing the same thing with my sleep. I yeah. need to just stop working at some point. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Stop, stop it, it, Ian. Stop okay. It. Stop it. Yeah, you don't got to tell me twice. Yeah. Well, I did thrice, so. Uh, thrice. <laughs> thrice, I told thee. Yes. Um. So anyway, that is why my sleep is a little bit fucked up right now. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. Like, it's it's the worst feeling to feel like you can't stop. You can't turn it off. Right. So yeah, I mean, that, that's just the only thing. That's my That's my gripe. For I, the day. I happen to have, to have had a very regimented schedule this week. Yeah. So, like, going into it, I was like, okay, I have to go to sleep by this time to wake up at this time so I can go to sleep again at that time to wake up again at the next time. And then, like, okay, then I have these auditions that day got to be up by this time. I have the podcast Thursday got to be up by this time. Um, I think the part of why I'm powering through on a lot of this stuff is, like, the feeling of FOMO, like, self-care FOMO almost – like, I don't want to come home at the end of the day and then realize I have an early morning the next day, so I have to go straight to sleep. It's like, no, I want to watch Veep like oh, the rest of the world. absolutely. You need your time to unwind. Right. It's, ugh, God damn you, vacuum lady. All right. Everyone say hi to vacuum lady. She's hi, back. She's lady. moving furniture. She's somehow... Rearranging the apartment, I guess. God damn it. She was very nice when I spoke with her. Yeah. Ugh. You know what happened? We went on hiatus. We went on and hiatus, and she was like, yeah. She was like, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, bitches, <laughs> and I'm ready to clean. <laughs> and I'm ready to clean some shit. She's going to clean with a vengeance. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, now is as good a time as ever to introduce our very special, amazing guest. Holy so, crap. Holy fucking crap. Let's cue the music. Listeners, you are in for a fucking treat. This is one of my favorite people in the entire world, and also one of the most talented humans I have literally ever crossed the path of. Um, he's only, you're 26? 
He's fuck me. He's only 25 and he's in his fourth affiliated Broadway production. First was the tour of the Lion King. Second was his Broadway debut in a Bronx tale. Then the MTC Broadway company of choir boy. And now he is currently in previews. Well, this comes out in two weeks. Will you be out of previews? Mm hmm. It, now it is open, honey. Open for business. Buy your tickets. Tina, the musical, the story of Tina Turner. Please welcome to the pod, Gerald Caesar. What's up? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't it annoying when people spout yeah. your spout your resume well, like that? Well, every podcast does it. Yeah. Like, they're always like, they just say, I'm reading to IMDb. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yes. You have to do it. The only reason I know yours by heart is because I've uh, been to all the shows. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. Well, Gerald is one of those good friends where he says when he's going on, nothing pisses me off the fuck more than when a friend is making their debut and they don't tell you until you see mm. it on social media the next right. day. And I'm like, I would have been there for you. <laughs> all right, let's talk Tina. Are you having the best time of your life? Yes. I mean... It's amazing. I think previews are always a time in which you consider why you became an actor because it's so long. You know what I mean? Yes. Like getting up early and then being there all night and then getting up early. But once it's over, it'll be everything. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, Adrian Warren is unreal, and that's not an exaggeration. And she plays Tina. Yes. Um, she's dancing. She's she's crying for her life. It's just. I don't think anyone's doing what she's doing. For real. Like, Elf of Who. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> and is she doing all eight shows a week? Six shows. Okay. But I don't know who could do eight shows. It's, it's really... I've never been in a show where I admire the lead of the show. Usually it's like, you're really good, or oh my god, that person's so great, so nice. She's giving something that no one else is giving. I yeah. hope she hears this. She probably won't. Oh, 100%. Adrian, if you're listening, we are in full support. She doesn't have time for podcasts. No. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't have time for anything. She doesn't have time for you. Just time for me. <laughs> Only um, time for Tina. Let's, let's talk about some production numbers because this show is a big old romp of production numbers. Yeah. Because I feel okay. I feel like you guys have, at least from what I've heard, mm -hmm. there are some big blowout dance numbers. There are, you know what? The Iquettes are dancing a lot. Okay. You know. Okay, but it's I not your that, your purview. I would say there are two numbers where I'm dancing, and one is like one could be like, remember DMS, a DMS, Dance with Musical Stage, Elon University Music Theater. Um, yes, in DMS. They, there's one number that's very similar to that, where it's a cut. You dance for like, maybe it's like a minute and a half of dancing, and then we transition into another song. Yeah. And then there's Disco Inferno. That's very, that's, that's, that would be a big dance number. But the Iquettes are doing a lot. The women in the show, anyone who identifies as women in the show, I should say, um, they're doing a lot of work. And we watch backstage at the Mega Mix, and every night I'm like, I would be... Ex you know when you're tired and you look at someone else doing something, and you're like, thank God that's not me? Yeah. yeah that's how I view the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, now tell us about your role in the show. So I play Raymond King. I play her first lover who's in Ike's band, okay. The Kings of Rhythm. And then I father her first child, and then I'm kicked out of the band. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Now, I saw on Instagram this morning that they're they're testing out some new hair for you. You have a new some new facial hair. Yes. Yes. What's it like getting makeup into what's his name again? Raymond. Raymond every show. Well, so Raymond is the, is in Act One. Okay. And then the the creeper stash that you saw is in Act Two, and it's because <laughs> they were saying I had a different wig, but they were like, you still look too much like Raymond, so we have to do something else. And I was okay. hoping for like. Black sunglasses, like jazz shades, but no, I got a stash. It's yeah, all right. It's a, it's a bit of a porn stash. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little, you know. One person messaged me, Ben Moran, my yes. college roommate, messaged me and said it was a '70s trade. Yeah, and I was like, okay. But, um, <laughs> T, this is T, but it's gonna be out probably by the time this comes out. Um, Equity, oh, loud. Equity came to see the show last night secretly. And one of my Ooh. dressing roommates was like, Equity was here to see which roles they should turn in, back into principals or not. So my role in the Western was a principal. Wow. But now it's featured ensemble and I can be in all these other numbers. Wow. Along with every other lead except for the grandma who, funny, she only does, as the grandma really, she only does like the one scene in act one into yeah. her song. And then she basically dies but she's a principal and she's a princess track. But she's like an older woman. She's paid her dues in the career. You know what I mean? And then... Ike, Tina, and the mom. But everyone else is now featured ensemble. Wow. And apparently, according to my dressing roommate, they're about to make a lot of people principals again. And I was thinking last night, that I was changes. wondering... That changes. For people at home, we're talking about Actors' Equity Association. It's yes. the Stage Actors mm. and uh, stage, stage Managers, managers Union. 
and dependent on your role in a production and how much work the union believes that you're doing on behalf of the production you get paid in certain types of scale of pay but also you get incidental pay if there's um, something you're doing that's risky on stage you get bonuses for that if you're the dance captain if you're a fight captain if you're a dialect coach all sorts of stuff all different like if you're like if you have a, an instrument on the stage if you Which like I do. Yeah, if you move a piece of furniture, like... Yes. Yeah, so you get all sorts of of extra bonuses. Yeah. um, But it's dependent on the type of contract you're on. We have two different kinds. One is principal and one is chorus. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Gerald is basically explaining that the union did a little secret stop by last night to make sure that everybody is getting paid their due. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny about that is a lot of the English producers, by the way, Claire should be working for Actors Equity. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) She would be great. She would, yeah. If I tell you that people have asked me to run, I I really... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would vote for you in a heartbeat. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It probably will never happen, but yeah. You never know. You never know. But um, in the show, so a lot of, English producers have been putting everyone on, like, for instance, Harry Potter. Uh, what's that other show that just happened? Not Charlie. Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Is it The Inheritance? Dream Girls is coming. That's also coming. West End. I think Inheritance yeah, I mean, it might transferred. Be. Inheritance. But what is It's another show that Company. did. Company. Hadestown. Hadestown and Harry Potter both have English producers. And they okay. both have everyone on principal contracts, even though they're not all billed as principals. Okay. It's just to keep them in, locked in for a year. Okay. Ah, so they're playing them like minimum, but making them. It's very strange. Right. But we're not doing that. Um, so Tina played in London before it yes. came here, and what was and it a smash there? Did it? Is it working? I think it is, but you know, I feel like English audiences are hard are easier to please. Okay. It's musical theater. It's oh, well, American definitely. art form, you know. Yeah. Um, it's so, the last American art form because oh, we lost jazz. Oh, <laughs> no, Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling saved jazz. Don't yeah. you remember? Anyway, so they came through, and right now I'm happy to be on a featured ensemble because I have an out for a principal role in the Lord B Theater or higher right now. Right. But Ooh. if they decide to make me a principal, God, I hope that they up the pay because I have a song and I have scenes. Right. So, like, I could be. But then that would mean that I couldn't be in all of these other dance numbers and whatnot. Like, it would change, like you said, so much of the show. So mm. when the show is in previews, we have something called Unfrozen and Frozen. So right now, not not let it go, let it go. But it's more like, <laughs> it's more like uh, the show is frozen, you can't change anything. Mm-hmm. So right now in previews, Tina is unfrozen, which means that production or the actors can try a couple different things but mostly it's production and the artistic team can make adjustments as needed one time when i was in miss saigon we literally tore down the entire set piece for an entire production number and then implemented pyrotechnics and tore it apart until it became post-apocalyptic and it was just from one preview to the next, we just tore it apart. Wait, doesn't that change the whole theme of the show? Or not the theme, but the It was idea. the American Dream. Uh. Dream sequence dance number mm. was supposed to be like, we had a giant foam um, that looked so real because it was airbrushed. It was so beautiful. Uh, the team at Signature is insane. Uh, but it was a Statue of Liberty that came up the back of the theater and it was like this big, beautiful, like it was supposed to be triumphant. And they were like, ah, oh, come on. He's supposed to like... I don't know, he's in Bangkok and he doesn't really, uh, you know, he, do, he doesn't have big dreams. He has, like, ambitious dreams, right? It's not like the scale of it. It's more like the distorted view that, he, that the engineer sees it through. So they tore the Statue of Liberty apart with foam and knocked off a couple of her the spikes on her crown. And then they set her on fire every night. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Some kind of metal? Foam. So, it was, it was like... the foam gets set on fire every night? It was like the pyrotechnics from behind. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So ah. it looked like she was she was lighting up every single night. And it was bananas. That sounds risky. I'm glad it worked out. I mean, it really <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, that is a, th- that's like the biggest example I can give to Unfrozen right. Show and Frozen Show. So if equity needs to make this change... Yeah. It's going to well, be okay, crazy. Well, okay, so when I was in a Bronx tale, I was a swing initially, then went on tour, then came back and replaced the lead that I was covering. Yeah. But the thing about that track was that it was a very easy princessy track, but he was considered a lead because of how he, what his character did in the show to change the course of the plot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the opening number to act two was his number, but then when Ariana DeBose was in the show, they made the number hers. 
So when he went on tour, he became featured ensemble again. Oh it's very gosh. weird. So SpongeBob, do you guys see SpongeBob? Yes. No. It was one of my favorite things I have ever seen on Broadway. I actually a plug for some friends in SpongeBob that they are reuniting most of the cast to yeah. do a Nickelodeon uh, television Present presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have a track in that show. I know you know that. Yes. That. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, well, it sucks that the show went non-union. Yeah. Yeah. Already fast. Yeah. yeah. Plankton's computer wife. Karen. Karen. Yes, Karen. used to have a number. Yeah. What? Yes, when it was in Chicago. Yes, yes. And she Karen was a was principal. A... She wasn't a principal track in the show, but she was on stage as much as Plankton. Yeah. So it's mm. very strange. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what? So interesting. constitutes a principal and what yeah. doesn't, you know? Yes. When I was in It Should Have Been You, we only had two chorus contracts, and the other, uh, like, 11 or 12 of us were all principals because everybody in that story has, like, a life-changing, story-changing yeah. moment. Yeah. Even if they only are on stage for one or two scenes, like that show is like an episode of Scooby Doo where people are running in and out of the doors. Mm-hmm. So everybody has something. It's called, almost like a noises off. Right. It should have been you as like the dramatic noises off. It's like a off. farce, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait, but production contracts. Yeah. The new contracts. Yeah. You know they're getting rid of CETA contracts. Oh, thank Good. God. Which means everything will be production or non union. Wow. Tour, tour-wise. I was like, so, literally Broadway was. So, CETA, <laughs> for those that are at home, we have a bunch of acronyms. Uh, uh, Actors' Equity keeps a bunch of acronyms for the types of shows that they produce. And CETA is Short Engagement Touring Agreement, uh, which means that shows that are coming from Broadway but may not sell as well on the road, or at least the producers want to save the money on it, so that's really the root of the issue, is they will uh, they'll send it out CETA, meaning that they limit the number of weeks and they limit the number of... Um, like the length of shows at each theater that they stop at. Right. And so there's there's a big war right now between the producers and the unions because they want to hire non-union talent so that they can tour it for longer because it's just it's a cost versus benefit argument. Right. And then like yeah. you get into all these non-union contracts that are like one-nighters that are just killing these actors. Yes. Oh my god. Like, it's so dangerous. It too. is. It's so dangerous because they have no protections. Like the only reason I was really happy I didn't book this like big fat non-union tour is because my friend looked at the schedule and was like, "No, that's all one-nighters. You don't want that tour." Yeah. Yeah, and I that, too your was back. Yeah. Your poor back sitting up on yeah. the bus. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean that being said, this podcast. But instead, is... I got my equity card. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say this podcast is pro union, and if yes. you're not pro union, like you're welcome to listen, but there's gonna be a lot of propaganda. <laughs> yeah, if you want to call it that, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So that being said, Gerald, are you ready for the thing that happened this week? We are so excited to have you on. Yes, and it's not about theater at all. <laughs> neither, neither is mine this time. Actually, so. neither is mine. Okay, oh, good. Was. Last one was pretty was very much like content centric. Yes, yes, now... 100% with Fop Alana Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Um okay, well, Gerald, thank you for being here. Of course. You get to pick the order of the show. So would you like to go first, second, or third? I'll go second. Okay, who's going first? Ian. All right. Ian Brodsky's <laughs> going first. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha, under the bus you go. I'm fine with it. All right. Yes. All right. Here we go, guys. Cue the music. For hashtag this week's thing. Yes. Tell us a story. So, um, this week I went on a first date, which is not the story I'm telling, oh. but um, hold so. on, hold on. Okay. Ian, where did you meet her? Um, we met at a park bar by Union Square. Okay, you met out in real life. Yes, out in real life. Yes, and she's cute. She's adorable. Oh, um, Ian. Oh my god, so and you like her. I like her. Um, oh my god. But, um, Did you kiss? No. Um, Fuck. Not a smooch? Not a smooch. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, but my my actual thing, my story in this thing that happened this week is what happened when I was waiting for her to show up. So, um, I get there a little early because I'm early for everything. And, um, well, early's on time. On time, time is, is late, late and late, late is, is unacceptable. late is just rude. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> late is fired. <laughs> um, so, I get there and, um... Like, I'm, and she's texting me, she's, like, on her way, but she's going to be a little late, and I'm like, that's fine. This bar is, like, kind of dark, it's a little loud. Um, Great I'm considering, for a date. Right. I'm considering, like, going other places that aren't as loud. Um, I find us a table, I'm sitting down, and this woman walks in, who is definitely not this girl. Like, we'll call her Jane. Unless she's um, catfishing you. Right, exactly. 
And well, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of, that was like that was a factor. I'm thinking like, okay, I know like photos aren't always the best representation what of like ourselves. Hinge. Okay, Hinge um, is the the best I hear. Yeah. Wait, this isn't Hinge. This you said all... you met her at a bar. Oh no, we we, we met at a bar mm-hmm. from oh, Hinge. Oh. Um, okay. The other is too. It's that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would require me to have to leave my house. Um, so, um, so this woman walks in, who is definitely not Jane. We're calling her, except like she is also her name has Jane? no, <laughs> no. Um, except she also has blonde hair. So I'm sitting at this table, and they are all the same. Am I right? Every, Up top. Yeah, <laughs> uh, women. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I'm. So she enters the bar. We make eye contact for, like, I guess, like, a second, which feels like a prolonged period of time. And I just go, Jane? And she goes, no. And I went, okay. And then she looked, and then she, like, starts to walk away, comes back, like, but that was really funny. Like, that was funny. Like, okay, like, have a good night. And then she starts to walk away. And then she walks back, and she goes, are you doing a bit? And I'm like, what? And she's like, and she's like, she's like, are you doing a bit? And I'm like, okay, for those that don't know, explain a bit. Oh, like, um, like a joke that you just kind of like hammer home, like until it dies, like that there's a callback to that there's a callback to. And like this show has been full of bits over the past few years. Yes. Um, If you are a devoted listener of the thing that happened this week, you know what a fucking bit is. You know what a bit is. It's it's typically improvised. Um, Uh, yeah. Oh, typically. (laughs) Um, so then she, so I'm like, what? And she's like, are you doing a bit? And I go, no. And she goes, okay, okay, that's that's funny. And then she just walked away. And <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. She declared that the thing that wasn't funny is funny. It's this funny. is my favorite thing. When people, when you know someone doesn't get your joke or doesn't like it, they say that's funny. Right. <laughs> to reassure you, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um super offensive. <laughs> was, and was, I was she just, cute though? Like, what is she? Yeah, serving? she was cute. Like okay. she was cute. Like she's serving she, face. She's serving clothes. Yeah. Did you, like, or did you walk Serving her food. N- not food. Um, I don't think there was any food at this bar. Um, what a shitty bar. What a shitty yeah. bar. No, it was a great bar. Um, decently priced beer. Um, and yeah, like it doesn't have food. It, <laughs> you you take the good with number. the bad, Claire. It's not that I didn't want her number. I just didn't even think to like. Well, she sounds fucking extra. She, it, was, it felt a little extra. <laughs> it felt a little extra, and I think that was why I was like, I'm not gonna engage. Or Ian, is all of this a bit? And she was Jane. That's my time here, folks. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's been a fun three years of hashtag this week's thing. You know where to find me. Um, At Ibroski yes. for all your sadness. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right, so what ends up happening? That was it. Like, and then, like, and then actual Jane got there, okay. and, like, we had a great time, and, like, it was, like, we had some great conversation, and then I ended it with, so you'll never guess what happened before you got here. Yeah. And I told her this whole story, and, um, yeah, so that was kind of, like, wild. And, like, it's a short little blip of, the, of what happened this week, but, like, it was that... That was my thing. Like I, it, like I welcomed a woman who was not my date to my date, because we we're both as confused as the other one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Ian, how does it feel that she wants that D? You know, I'm um, just form an orderly queue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see get, myself out of my own apartment. He couldn't even get through the fucking Wait, sentence. But what do you see for Jane? What do you see for this? I um. Did you ask her out again? Yes. Yes. Um, Did she say yes? Yeah. Um, Ian, second and like, date. Second date. And like, second date. Fashion show at lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, it was just a, it was a really cool, like, date. Like, we just, she's good at keeping the conversation going, which I am terrible at. Um, yeah. We, have, we like a lot of the same TV. Okay. Um, and guess what? She's from Canada. What? Okay. Which one? Which, what is it? What is it Province. Called? Province. Yeah. Um, a couple of them, actually. Um, oh. She spent time... Because she, uh, she moved around a lot. And um, I hope, like, if she ever... Like, if this ever becomes a thing and she, like, listens back to this, that she's, like, not offended or anything. No, I think it sounds um, favorable. But... You said she was adorable. Yeah, she is. Um, you infantilized her appropriately. Yikes. <laughs> Just kidding. Yikes. Throws me back to freaking right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, she spent some time in Montreal... And, like, she had also moved, like, back and forth, like, from the States and to Thailand a bit. 
Okay. Um, Thailand. Yeah, like a couple times. Um, like she was like she was originally born in Wisconsin and then like moved back to Canada. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, excuse me. But like she spent some time in Montreal and then Toronto and then um, uh, Vancouver. Okay. And, Her parents military. Like why was she moving so much? I didn't ask that actually, and like I should have. Concern. Um, yeah. <laughs> organized crime, organized Canadian crime. Listen, um, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. Like, I'm into yikes. all of that because I feel like in this day and age, a lot of conspiracies are just the truth <laughs> that we're trying to push off. Is okay. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that was that was really it, and like we're both really into like the good place and Brooklyn nine nine and like it's oh, damn I'm the worst y'all it's fine. I'm always right. making noise guys we just we just gotta pause for a second uh <laughs> to say that Gerald it, this is his first time podcasting I think yes. you're doing a great job you are Thank like you. I promise you're doing great so nice. yes um but right before we started he popped uh some gum in his mouth I had to put the kibosh on that uh, and then uh, he was cracking his knuckles, and like, then at one point he had to get something from his backpack. <laughs> and to be fair, like th- oh. we only know this from years of like trying shit and listening back, and then meeting again, and Claire being like, "You can't do that." Yeah. Well, there's I listen. To, okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of times I'll hear. Well, one person I like I like to listen to eats, and I actually have to write into her and be like, "Can you not eat in the mic?" We had one of those episodes. We we've eaten before on the show. If like part of our cold open is like enjoying an Oreo together or something. Right. But we'll make it very clear like, hey guys, warning, trigger warning, we're about to eat. Right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes I'll hear sounds in podcasts and it sounds like, obviously everyone has different mics and whatnot, but it sounds like you can do like distant things maybe. You can. But anyway, yeah. anyway, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning. Um, so thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this. Um, so you're into the same TV and that is a very good sign. We're both into Harry Potter. Okay, well, um, I mean, that's kind of everyone, but I'm glad that... I mean, that... it's not everyone. Trust me when I say it's not everyone. Who the fuck are you talking to that's Sociopaths. Just a Potterhead? Sociopaths. Yeah, they're full of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we love you, listeners. We love you. <laughs> We're different houses, but, you know, it's fine. What's um, your house? Gryffindor. Okay, what's hers? Hufflepuff. Okay. Hey, but Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs can get together, all right, Absolutely. Cho Chang? Yeah. Okay, Cho Chang. She's Ravenclaw, but... Hufflepuff. I'm actually a Slitherpuff. Uh, I think I think uh, I align more closely with Slytherin uh, mm. in terms of like my ambitions and my stra- like stratagem, um, but I think uh, personality wise, I'm a I'm a huff. I'm the, mm. I'm a huff that puff. Mm. What about you? Fair. Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. Well, Although I, can... I was, I used to be. I feel like I was a Gryffindor for a while. I'm a Leo. I did Simba. No one wants to be a Ravenclaw. Am I right? People love Ravenclaw. I know so many Ravenclaws. It's really just the riddle to get into the common room. Like, I don't really have time for that. Well, like, you know I, mean? I know, like, if I had, no. like, if I had, like, a, like, a rising house, like a moon sign of houses, it would be Ravenclaw for me. But, like, mm-hmm. I remember, I was recently rereading the books, and I saw that, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm out. Um, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm scheming to get to the top. Like, I'm not doing Right. Yeah. And I feel like in our business... <laughs> Most people are like Slytherins or Gryffindors. Oh my god. Well, and and yeah. Gerald particularly, you were saying, I mean, uh, f- spoiler alert for the listeners at home, you are listening to a celebrity. He was oh, well. Simba in The Lion <laughs> yes. King. Okay, can you feel the love tonight for Gerald yeah, Caesar? I love that. Um, so do you feel aligned with like the like the lion as a, as an image? Um, I would say yes, but at the same time when I look at how I live my life and the house traits or characteristics of Slytherin, I would say I fit into Slytherin. For you're, example, you're a sneaky snake. Uh, you know, I think that I uh, I have a lot of self preservation, and I feel like my ambition. For example, I don't have any relationship in my life that I would not put my career ahead of, which sounds terrible. But at this no, point in my life, true. I'm just like, I need to do this now. I don't know. So. And it's gotten in the way of relationships in the past. Like. Well, and I also feel like there's something symbolic about shedding your skin. Like, you you mm. actually are pretty good about, like... Uh, I, and one thing I admire about you as both an actor and a friend is that difficulties in life, you take them with such stride. Oh, and you, you're very accepting. Like, you make a point to try to come to acceptance before a lot of people, it would just wash over them. It's like, for you, it's like, you know what? That is a thing now. Mm-hmm. It is present. And I'm just going to let that roll right off my back. I'm going to mm-hmm. shed that skin. I'm going to scale it up. There also, sometimes when I look at the careers that I have inside my family and I'm like, oh, I am an actor. And if if this XYZ goes wrong, 
no one has died. The world is not ending. Yeah. And I think for some people, I don't know. Have you ever had a panic attack backstage? Yes. Okay. How how did that come to be? We're getting deep. Um. Well, I had I had an obsessive compulsive panic attack where I thought I had said something wrong to one of my um I had said something wrong to one of my uh castmates mm. and she had made it very clear that she did not want to talk to me but when mm. you have obsessive compulsive disorder sometimes one of my obsessions or one of my compulsions is to apologize mm-hmm. um to the point that if the person is not accepting of the apology that um, I, I start to implode. Mm. Like, it, it it truly makes me feel like I'm dying inside. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, um, that makes sense. So that's why I'm uh, super cautious about everything now, and it's a really uh, manageable way to live. <laughs> so cool. We, but it wasn't show-related. It was personal. No, you know what? For the shows, I think I, I, think I have always been... I, I get nervous, excited, but I don't think I've ever panicked about being able to do my job. Maybe there was one time that I was on the brink of a panic attack during Hairspray. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get some tight harmonies in Without Love. Because mm-hmm. Tracy's supposed to be the, Without Love. Mm. Like, those Sorry, lines. Yeah. But I literally, Adam Kaplan, sweet, sweet Adam Kaplan, who played my link. And he is uh, he has quite a few fansies out there. Mm-hmm. Um Adam was, he came to me and he was like, do you just want to switch parts? Do you want the easy part? Mm. And so I ended up doing, without love, without love. I love that. Nice. I love it. Um, so yes, that's as close as I got, but he saved he saved my ass. Adam, he's great. He's a good man. In LA now, I think. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah? He's, a, he's a little book stress. Great. I love it. But anyway, that being said, it's easier, I feel like, in life to let things roll but sometimes it's easier said than done. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. All right, well, right. I'm going to swing it back to Ian's story. I'm going to make that tangent Gerald's tangent sure. so we don't have to count it out. <laughs> Ger- so yeah, you, Gerald's tangent, yeah. All right. Um, so, Ian, you're going to see her again. Is this Ideally, date happening yes. soon? I don't know. I'm going to text her today and, oh, and like follow up. He's going to text today. What is your, when you text somebody after a little time of not talking, do you do the casual, like, hey, what's up? Or are you, do you just get right to the point? Like, hey, let's do that second date. Both. Um, it's like, uh, in this case, it would be like, uh, hey, had a great time the other night. Hope, um, hope, you're fr- hope, hope you're having fun with your friends in town. Um, let me know when you'd like to go for that next round. Yes, exactly. You state it like it's happening. You put it yeah. into the universe. Don't yeah. give Jane the satisfaction of stringing you along. Right. All right, you're not a man that waits. Okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was a great thing that happened. Thank this you. Week. And I'm yeah. sorry it's that been accosted you with. It's with okay. Bad it was humor. hilarious um, for me. Um, well, but, clearly for her too, because you I were guess, doing a I bit. Apparently, I was doing a bit. Um, she she really. Right. I think she just really wanted to create a meet cute with you. Well, then that's on my bad. She's so on that's my bad. Connections right now. Oh my god, that would be that the best. Exist anymore because people got attacked. Rude. <clears throat> well, that's just inconsiderate for the rest of us. Oh, that is a personal, I suppose. Yeah. All right. All moving right. on. Um, yes, moving on. The next thing that happened this week. Yes, I am so excited about it. Cue the music. <laughs> Gerald Caesar. Yes. You have some, we, we got some underscoring from the street. There's some music outside. You know, it wasn't what I was going for, but I think I can roll with it. Oh, you can 100% you know. roll with it. You can do anything. <laughs> Method acting. Method. Acting. So, All right, Gerald Caesar, what happened to you this week? Okay, so in the spirit of Halloween, um, this story, I guess the story goes with that. I was going to say I listen to this podcast in the spirit of Halloween, but actually I just listen to them all the time. So I listen to this podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. Have you heard of it? I have. No. Okay. I've heard the name. Okay. Yeah. And then My Favorite Murder. Yes. Right. Classic. You like that? Yes. And then That's Why We Drink. Okay. 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 So anyway, and all of them will feature, especially obviously Two Girls, One Ghost, will feature paranormal stories and experiences. So I listen to that often. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't like living alone in this moment. Not usually, but sometimes I'm like, ooh. But do you know, have you ever experienced... Seeing or feeling anything in between the st- in the state of being between sleep and full wakefulness. I'm sure. Yeah, there is that snoozy space. Okay. It's like yeah. it's like the space. If I think I'm thinking of the right thing that you're talking about, 
it's like the space where one part of you is asleep but not the other part and you do that like kick thing mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah that kick thing <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking about the kick thing yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i think it's called like like hypnagogia or something i don't know anyway okay so i have experienced this a few times and i'm not at all like psychic or a medium but i do have that in my family they would call it my family is very religious so they call it uh you know prophecy or whatever from god Mm. anyway i don't experience that i don't really want to i don't want to be sensitive to like spirits but and i don't know if this was a spirit or not but i've been having this thing happen to me where i'll wake up kind of when i'm falling asleep but not really and i'll see things so recently i saw a whitish bluish hand. I was laying down in my bed, and I swear. And, and I saw this a few weeks ago. I saw this someone floating above spooky, me. Yeah. Yeah. This is spooky, Gerald. Yeah, spooky. Spooky, well, spooky. I saw at one point someone floating above me. I swear, someone floating above me, and someone was in bed next to me. And I was like, and I anyway, that was fine. I, I was over it. I was not alone. This time, I swear, I saw a hand reaching from my left on the wall to my left above me, and it was over my face. And I was scared enough. To where I jumped out of bed and ran to my front door, passed out of my room, past the bathroom, through the living room, to the front door, and crouched there for a second. It was just breathing, and I had to collect myself and think, okay, that was probably your mind tussling between your dream state and wakefulness. So yes. you need to like wow. get over and go back to sleep. But at the same time, I think that we know so little about our true spirituality and you know we only use 10% of our brains like there are a lot of things that we don't understand I think it's safe to say there are a lot of things we don't know mm-hmm. so because of that I wonder what we'll know in 100 200 years about energies and about you know different planes of existence how time works so many things that we just don't know I wonder how that will influence situations like the one that I had yeah. I'd like to believe that it was all in my head but I feel like I've experienced things like that enough to know to believe that it maybe wasn't. Maybe not. Do you get deja vu? I get deja vu all the time, except I no longer get the feeling of deja vu. I just recognize things. Me too. I've started to get that way, and like it's kind of... The feeling was cool, though. I missed the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I know... It's so funny. My deja vu is kind of long form, where it's like I know when it's beginning, and I can like watch the whole situation and know what's about to happen. But I, I do actually think there is a scientific explanation for deja vu. Oh, sure. Deja vu is actually, it's a, it's a synaptic process in the brain where your eye lets in a sudden amount of light, more light than the pupil is open for, mm. and it tells your brain that you have seen that thing before. Mm. Yeah, but still, I mean, it could, you know, what what makes, what, it, what is, what, who are we to say that that sudden intake of light is not a spiritual happening? Right. I mean, that could be the root of it. No, yeah. I literally don't know. And if someone were to break it down scientifically, I'd be like, totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know? Sure. I couldn't. I don't see why not. <laughs> literally. Okay. Literally. Um, so yeah, I just think back to what we as humans have learned over time and how we were so certain of, of some sciences that ended up being fake science. You know what I mean? We have a lot of that in human history. Yeah. She has moles. She's a witch. Burn her. Oh my God. She's a witch. Like, (laughs) can you imagine? They just took, they just took, or they're trying to take four women off of tampon boxes. I can get free prep and you cannot get free anything female related. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. free right. contact. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're kind of in the dark ages in some areas. So, so yeah. well, anyway. Big facts. Yeah. Well, it's because we're witches. I don't, did I not tell you? Well, all women are. rights are going fast, so yeah. I don't know. Isn't that scary? <laughs> not right. New York, not New York. So, where did you grow up? Virginia Beach. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was more, like, just curious more than anything, but, like... Because uh, yeah, imagine but, if you were from, like, an Alabama or, like, a Louisiana and, like... No, but Virginia Which I does, never would have pegged you for. Virginia but, like, does have a long-standing rich history of, of like, spooky, spooky stuff, too. Oh, absolutely, a yeah. A full-out colony. Yeah, yeah. a full-out colony. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I'm super into the spooky dookie. Like, if I got a Harry Potter... Or Harry Potter. If I got a letter to Hogwarts or any school of magic at this point, honestly, I would drop my entire life and go... Oh, 100%. <laughs> Are you a thousand that's the relationship percent. that's above your career. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Do you guys have you guys ever seen The Magicians or Magicians? No. 
Um, I think it's like a like grad a school for magic. Yeah. And it's American. Yes. Yeah. Oh I've seen like a half episode of it. Oh my god. But it's very like, you, you better be smart. You better. It's basically geometry, honestly. I feel like it's like the way they cast. Anyway, yeah. they think your listeners think I'm so weird, but here I am. No, no, no. I think we actually have a lot of listeners who are super We've into this We've talked witchcraft stuff. on the pod before. We have talked in, oh, we talk, we talk in wick and witchcraft. Yeah, we talk in, we talk in. <laughs> we have we talked hawking. witchcraft. We hawking. But that is a very spooky happening. Spooky. Do you feel like maybe it's your building? Like, do you have a ghost? I honestly think... There are ghosts literally everywhere, and it's just harder to pick up on them in New York because of all the energy and all the people. That being said, I fully believe in mediums. I've had experiences with mediums that are uncanny, and outside of a religious context. And I believe, and I've heard this before, about spirits being able to manipulate electromagnetic waves... So it'd be like, it's common for them to affect birds and deer, any animal that uses electromagnetic fields to navigate. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting. It's kind of similar to uh, TVs turning on and off or, you know, things with using electrical currents being manipulated. Right. Uh, Watches, microwaves, things like that. Uh, And it makes, I don't know, it makes sense based on the experiences I've had growing up. Because I've had a lot of paranormal experiences like that in my family growing up into seeing it now. For example, when my older sister was younger, when we were both younger, she's seven years older than me, my grandfather had died a few years before, and on his the anniversary of his death, I think when she turned around to the clock, the microwave turned on, and the time on the microwave read like the time that he died or something crazy. Wow. And she was like, oh, like things like that. Like weird, uncanny wow. things. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, I... I really believe in it all because I feel like, why not? What do we really know? Anyway. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Like, I I do believe that there are people who have paranormal and, and special powers. Like, I, I truly believe that. But it's really, like, how you use it, right? If, you, if you're using it for good mm-hmm. or you don't use it at all, as long as you're not using it for bad, yeah. you know, to conjure something evil, mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah get in touch with the other side which like there's a whole like theory about like the Hogwarts houses where it's like Gryffindor believes like you use magic like magic is a responsibility and uh Hufflepuff like believe that's why they're all fucking aurors um like why Hufflepuff believe um like magic is a gift and like each house has a different like response like Mm -hmm. magic is a responsibility or like um what what is Slytherin I forget it's something like like um Magic is a right. It sounds like that not would magic be the answer. is a right, but like something along the lines of like magic is like oh, a, it's respons- a privilege. It's a privilege, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then what would Ravenclaw be? Magic is a magic. Is, like it's another one of those like magic is a gift kind is of. Is an things, advantage. Like, something like yeah. that. I forget. Like I went down a whole fucking rabbit hole one day. Um. Anyway, do you guys remember being sad that you never go to Hogwarts? Like reading the books and being like. I do remember when I came home from seeing the first film. It was Christmas time, two thousand one. Yeah, and I remember walking into my room and being like, "If I just focus hard enough, I can move some stuff around." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Obsessed with that. Yeah. Matilda style. Yeah. Oh, How Matilda many people have really been staring at like a little glass, thinking yeah. that? Yeah, one hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say about what you said, good and bad, using it. Properly. Oh well, it's gone. It'll come back. It'll come back when I'm on the train. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You'll wake up in the middle of the night and someone will be whispering it to you. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, a nightmare. Oh, I've always wished that I was dating someone that would one day be like like an anniversary, like or maybe like a, a proposal, and then being like, I, my family is like generations old of like Coven, Coventry, and yeah. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> you get there, so but, it, cool. but it's not like weird, like weird people just like, in a yeah, park we're... somewhere with some like animal sacrifices, but legit just like bippity boppity boo, yeah. Sabrina. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. It would be fun. It'd, It'd be, be fun. so fun. Yeah. And then I'd be like, how do I, what do I drink your blood or what do I do <laughs> yeah. to get this? In fact, me. <laughs> Alright, Gerald, that was a great thing that yeah. happened this week, but I'm okay. sorry you got scared. It's okay. <laughs> but what a delightful conversation that came out Man. of it. Oh my god, yes. I ran away. Alright, um... Your turn. My turn. Alright, Claire. 
Tell us about your hashtag this week's thing. Cue the music. All right, Claire, what uh, what happened to you this week? I sound drunk, but I'm not, I promise. It is uh, 11.45 in the morning, Ian, yep. so uh, hop to it. Um, I got a massage. Oh, I'm jealous. But it was um, painful? I don't... <laughs> Less jealous, but go on. Okay, so first off, I'm very ticklish. And, like, a good masseuse should not tickle you. But one of the ways that I'm ticklish is, you know when someone presses? <laughs> I, when someone presses on a certain, like, section of nerves or, like, a ten, like a tendon, like, yeah. whatever, and it makes another part of your body move? <laughs> so he's, like, doing this thing. It's a very normal massage, but he's doing this thing where at one point he takes the tips of his thumbs and are, and and is digging them down along the side of my spine and he pressed this one spot in like the lower center of my back that I was like like it literally like made my whole body like contort in the other direction holy crap yeah and he massaged my glutes and it really hurts i was in the shower yesterday after the massage and I'm like just, you know, with the body wash, like going around my body, I barely touch my butt. And <laughs> and it's like I got a huge bruise there. It hurt and almost as much as when I broke my tailbone. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Like it just felt That's like... That's high stakes. I mean, yeah. he like really dug it in there. I mean, maybe he just, you know, this liked like that happy booty. <laughs> Did you get a happy ending? No, thank okay. God. He was gross. His name was... No. <laughs> Igor. It was Igor. Oh my god, it's so close, I can't even tell you okay. how close. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Russians have weird names. Yes, but he's like, hello, my name is, let's call him, um... Uh, Stanislav. Stanislavski. Hello, my <laughs> name is Stanislavski, I am here to be your masseuse. And, but Stanislavski? I, yeah. I, I, just said, I just said Stanislav, which apparently is a first name. Yeah, oh my god. apparently. Um, so... I got the massage as the last part of my... So I talked... my This week's thing a while back was going to the chiropractor right. before I had my double mastectomy. Mm. And uh, I I had... A, the Groupon I bought for... The, the Groupon... The Groupon. Le, le Groupon. Le Groupon. <laughs> le Groupon pour le chiropractor. Oui. Uh, oui. Mm. So the Groupon for the chiropractor came with uh, like two or three adjustments and a 60-minute massage. And I couldn't use the massage. Like they had a pretty backed-up calendar. So I couldn't schedule it until I was like on the other side of surgery uh, and like fully re- recovered and whatever. And uh, so anyway, that's how I scheduled this. But so um, Stanislavski, my um, mazuz, uh, worked it's like it's like chiropractic massage mm. and so it's not like adjustments but it's like to the point where he's trying to like uh release toxin buildup as opposed to relax muscles sure um and wow i mean I- i'm really glad that i'm i'm getting better about this because i used to get massages and they get really sick the next day really very you sick didn't drink water no, but it's not the water. It's that I would have such breaks between massages mm-hmm. that the toxin buildup would be so Wait, should I go, like, strong. Am I go after this? But I think the reason it wasn't as bad this time was because I've been getting chiropractic adjustments over mm-hmm. the last year, and I had acupuncture, and I feel like that has been helping. Right. How was the acupuncture? Acupuncture was good. I wanted. A, I, I think I need a longer session, but I also want to try cupping. I think maybe for mm-hmm. me, it's like pulling. It's like pulling. Cupping freaks me out. I need pulling more than poking. Yes, um, but acupuncture is real. Sometimes they like they tap the needle into a part of your body, and you actually you feel things move inside. What do you mean? Like what? Like the like flows of energy and yeah. like toxin like toxin release. Like sometimes a muscle that feels very tense, they'll like tap the needle in, and it'll be like holding, 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 <sighs> like that. It like it like shakes out. I just imagine myself like face down on a table, and that happens to me, and being like, "What the." Fuck. I remember they put the ones that I had the biggest release from were my wrists and my ankles. Yikes. They tapped the needle into my ankle and I literally felt my whole leg let go. Wow. Did it, did it, was it painful? No, no, you don't feel them. You just, all you feel is the, is the motion of the person tapping. It feels like they're tapping directly on you with their finger beca- because they're touching, you know, nerves. Uh. Um, but no, the needle itself you don't feel. Okay. Have you done re- Reiki? Yes. And I'm a big believer I, in Reiki. I've witnessed it. I've witnessed <laughs> you Reiki. You believe in Reiki. See, you're, you're into the woo-woo too. I mean, I love the woo-woo. <laughs> Reiki, honestly, when I was in the hospital and I was in quarantine, no one could touch me but 
I could be visited by the holistic nurse and she did Reiki over me. Right. Because it doesn't require contact. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, honestly, talk about panic attacks. She literally saved my life. She saved my life. I, I, I thought I was, I mean, I was dying, but I yeah. thought I was literally internally dying. Right. Yeah. So much has happened since I've seen you. Oh, yeah, honey. Like, it's, you can catch it on the thing that happened this week. Oh, yeah, it's been yeah, bananas. Just... I'll, I'll, I'll catch it. We have, we owe each other a dinner. Yes. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the actually. But wait, but wait. Reiki, I just think it's amazing how Reiki, I've met such, I don't even want to say right wing. I, when, when I say right wing, I mean people who are very entrenched in very square Western views of everything. Pharmaceuticals, let's say. You know what I mean? Yeah, big pharma. Yes, but at the same time, I've met several people who've gotten Reiki because they've had issues that cannot be fixed by big pharma, and they believe in it. So I'm like, how do you believe in Reiki but not spirituality? Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think, but I think people, like people who are traditionalist like that and like, and, and kind of lean into old world thinking are also a believer, like, you know, if they believe in, let's say, uh, in Jesus Christ, like Mm -hmm. they believe in the laying on of hands. And that is Mm -hmm. literally what Reiki is. It's pulling energy by laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. So like, I can see how Reiki is more comfortable for them. Mm -hmm than some other stuff. Okay, totally. Yeah, mostly because, uh, like, my parents are super religious, Mm -hmm. and my mom used to make a point, she was like, we're surrounded by spirits all the time, but it's not for us to mess with them. Mm -hmm. It's for them to finish their business here and to move on. So, like, she, Mm -hmm. and she is exactly like that. Yeah, Yeah, and her best friend was a Reiki master, and she was like, Wendy's gonna lay hands on me. Uh, You know, so she, like... (laughs) That's adorable. You know, so she, like, like, it's because it doesn't violate any of the things they already believe. Okay, I think that that's really where where it lays. I feel like I need a Reiki master with like dreads, but like, or like, I don't know, a little Asian woman. Like, I need some, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I can give you the card of my Reiki master. She is a little Asian woman. Oh my God. I'm getting it after this. Great. Okay, Perfect. great. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, that was my thing that happened this week. Dang. You know, just a little dig, dig into little... my butt, butt. <laughs> so, your chi is flowing. I've heard that they talk about chi a lot, like it, with acupuncture or maybe Reiki. Maybe both. I don't remember which yes, one. Yes, so it's a chakra. It's chi. Okay. It's chakras that are affected by Reiki. But for the massage, I really just believe that I let go of some tension. Okay. Great. Um, and Stanislavski got the got the twenty percent tip. Good for him. Yes, good for him. All right, are we ready for our quiz, Gerald? Quiz time. Quiz time. Ooh, ooh. Gerald Caesar. Yes. Question number one. All right. What are you obsessed with this week? This week, I am obsessed with sleep. Mm. Honestly, I love sleep. That's Ian's and obsession. I've too. said that so many times on the show. Really? Yeah. But also Succession. So there's that on HBO. Oh, okay. HBO, my favorite network. I'm manifesting that I'm going to book the new Grease musical series, which might be trash, but it's HBO. Anyway. Oh, I want to be on that too. Right? I'll take it. Okay. We booked it. <laughs> we're all going to be on Grease. Congratulations yeah. to us. <laughs> All right. Well, good answer. Um, question number two. If you were king or queen for a day, your choice, um, what is the one thing you would decree regardless of how ridiculous or how much sense it makes? This is going to be, you know, this would involve some magic. But if I were king for a day, getting deep, I would make every white person black. And i make every black person white. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's fierce. And yeah. I'd be like, now you get to live with it. And then all the other, <laughs> all, all the other races stay the same. They're the same, and they get to watch. They're going to be kind of the. I guess they wouldn't be the control, but they'd be like the moderators, I suppose, in a sense. Ooh. But it'd be like, I would just want everyone to experience. I believe that the closest you can get to the black experience as a white person in America, and this has happened to me, is being in the car with a black person getting pulled over. That's the closest you'll get. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, so if I could magically do that, I've talked about this for years in my mind, I would do that. Yeah. Wow. And then be like, you don't believe white privilege? Have blackness. And I'm going like, to like frame that, like this part of our conversation <laughs> and just like keep this like in my back pocket. Listen. Yes. Like. Anyway, that's what I do. Wow. wow. I love it. Scary good for you. I love it. Question number, that's not a condescending, but I truly mean good for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. That for is you. great. <laughs> Welcome to NPR. <laughs> yes. All right. Question number three. Besides Succession, what are you watching and what are you listening to? 
Besides Succession, I'm watching Mr. Robot. I just started. Very into it. Rami Malek mm. is a hottie hot hot. He is. Those bug eyes. It's the bug eyes. And it's weird because I wouldn't normally... I, I didn't know how to yes, feel at first. Me too. I yeah. wouldn't normally be into that, but... And over time I was Get like, me with your bony bug eye body. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All the alliteration going on. Um... <laughs> Um, that is, has been great. I'm very into that type of show and also listening. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So recently I started listening to Scam Goddess Mm. and so that's the new edition and I've been listening to a lot of Billie Eilish and honestly the Beetlejuice soundtrack. Dead Mom it's, specifically. I love Dead Mom. That, Dead Mom. Yeah. That sound. That show. I love the way hey, she says. Mom. Yeah. Hey, mom. You're my dead mom. He's okay. That show like <laughs> fucked me up in the best way. Like I walked into it not knowing what to expect at all, mm-hmm. and I walked out absolutely loving that show. The oh, opening yeah. of Act Two, where they did the lighting plots that moved yeah. back on one another. I that I almost lost my shit. Yeah. It was cool. It was the most beautiful thing I've seen in a, in a while. Yeah. Yes. Um. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Question number four. Um, who was the last person you texted aside from us no cheating? The last person I texted besides you would be my friend Wanu. Shout out to Wanu. Hey Wanu. Hey Wanu. Yes. Cool. Love Wanu. Great. She's basically friend of the pod. Friend of the pod friend Wanu. Of pod Wanu. <laughs> Fuck Wanu. And question number five. Please name one person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know who you would like to wish well this week. I would like to wish my mother well because I feel like she's stressed, you know. What, what's your mom's name? Renee. Hey, Renee. She never knows. She doesn't know what a podcast is, but yeah. We love Renee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and you have a good son there. Yeah. Oh. Good job on that one. I'll yeah. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> Trust um, me, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, and I always think that wishing parents well is good. Yeah. Because they they gave so much to us. Yeah. They gave so that we could struggle. Right. I know, they also force us to be here. So when I was younger, and I was like, first being like, fuck, I'm gay and I'm Christian, I'd be like, I'd pray and I'd be like, I didn't ask to be here. Um, could you <laughs> Not um, my choice. Literally. <laughs> Can we negotiate? Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. Well, that being said, it was a fantastic quiz. Thank you. Snip, snap, got it done. Snip, snap, just like the umbilical cord. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I didn't ask to be here. Gerald, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Oh my God. Was your first podcasting experience good? It was great. Yeah. Now I'm going to listen back and be like, I hate my voice. You know? Did you have that funny? That's, that's why I don't often listen to like, oh. anything. I would just like spend a whole episode talking about how I don't watch anything that I do. Okay. Like, yeah. For basically have for you guys reason. watched any Halloween Town, any Hocus Pocus? You know, those yeah, my roommate has it on on loop. Yes. I'm gesturing to the couch, which has no one on it. But. Yeah, we're recording this before Halloween, so that that's why everything is spooky this episode. Spooky. Yes, but well, by the time this airs, it'll be November, y'all. Yeah. This year is flying. What? Yeah. It's gone. Like I remember in like spring, someone being like, oh, "I'm ready for 2019 to be over," and now I'm like, "Oh, oh, it is." It's it over. Is. Yeah. I'm about to move Buckle again. up. Bye, honey bun. Welcome to the 20s. Oh, shit, yes. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Um, all right, but thank you again so much, Gerald. You're welcome yeah. back anytime, yes. whenever you got a Jones When I'm in. on Greece. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put it out into the universe. So where can people find you? They can find me, Gerald underscore Caesar on Instagram, and I don't use, honestly, anything else. I'm so lame. Cool. Yeah. There I am. I'm at Womanship on Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok, at Claire Manship on Instagram, ClaireManship.com. Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship. And you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. The show is a Dapper Devil production. Check out the entire network and the new show that we have on the platform, Working in the Wings. Yes. Which is fantastic. It's about technicians and all of the hard work that they do in the theater. Uh, but check out the network at Dapper Devil Prod on Twitter, at DapperDevilProductions.com, at DapperDevilProductions on Instagram. And our show is the thing that happened this week, honey bun. Check us the fuck out. Hashtag this week's thing, at this week's thing, thisweeksthing.com. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell your dogs. Tell your enemies. All right. Comment on Claire's excellent diction. It's always been excellent. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. My goodness. Comment on Claire's excellent diction. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I will take that to my grave. Uh, that that's what's going to be on my tombstone. Comment on my excellent diction, and people can leave notes. This is after <laughs> your um, new host on E and Bravo and, uh, yes, and everything else. Yes. Yes. As well, soon as I am the new Juliana Rancic meets uh, Maria Menounos. <laughs> after. Janeiro. Oh yeah, Juliana is on none of those. Yeah. After, sorry. After I you hand. Fire. After you hand over the equity press presidency to someone else. <laughs>
Okay, oh, Tinder already told me she's giving it to her. So. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Kate. Yeah, next in line for the throne. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I can do my uh, mm-hmm. I can do my queen for a day. Yes. I'll just start making decrees all over the place. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, I'm Claire Manchin. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Vote for me. Vote for Claire. <laughs> That was a Dapper Devil production, say...